did you start the dishwasher? God damn it. I just started the live episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. <coughs> now, easy, settle down. We will start the show now. Oh boy, in this world filled with podcasts, you have found the Boom Xers. We are four friends, too young to be baby boomers and too old to be Gen Xers. We get together every Thursday night, which I hope tonight's Thursday night. It's 7 p.m. and we are broadcasting live on podbean.com. Something happens at 7, but I wouldn't call it a show. Hmm, that's Jimmy, but I'm confused. Anyway, my name is Dave. And as usual, I've got my three besties here. Well, wait. I don't have three besties. So how can I do this? Hello. Hello. And then cut it off right there. Um, we have Sherry in Michigan. What's up, Sherry? I'm going to try to bring an extra eight and a third tonight. Hmm. Ooh. All right. And we also have Cindy down in St. Pete. What's up, Cindy? Uh, just hanging out here in St. Pete. Just hanging out. All right. Now, normally, I would say that uh, our we also have our Florida man himself, Mr. Jimmy. I'm getting off. I'm getting off. But for some reason, Jimmy could not make it here tonight. He is not going to be with us. I have no idea why. And I am just going to shut up now. Right, Sherry? And I'm going to turn it over to you. So You that, are going to turn it. So you can tell us who our sponsor is not well tonight we are most definitely not sponsored by automax because all you horses asses out there you just need to let your ass be itchy automax hmm. what is automax so apparently it is a corticosteroid that uh the bob baffert used on his horse's itchy ass and that's why he might get scratched from the Kentucky Derby. Oh. Wait a minute. The horse had fucking hemorrhoids or something? No, he had, he has got dermatitis apparently, and it was uh, flaring up on, as he called it, his hind end. Hmm. <laughs> and, uh, that's, then he came to find out that it's got the, what's the band's substance? Beta methazone or something. And he didn't know it had it in it. So he rubbed the Automax on the horse's hind end, and that's why um, he tested positive. Hmm. Wow. So, I mean, wouldn't you just let your horse's ass be itchy for the for, fucking Kentucky Derby and worry race? about it later? Don't you think he might run faster if he knew he had the ointment at the finish line? <laughs> right? Yeah. He could have been dangling the ointment right. like a carrot. Exactly. Or maybe... Maybe just by running, you're able to like lessen the itch. You're scratching like it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Woo. I mean, we've all done that. You've right. itched your ass by moving <laughs> it. Your cheeks, you have. Everybody admit it. Oh, yeah. Scooch I mean, it around. mostly I yeah. just scratch it, but you know, it's because <laughs> I've got no tooth. <laughs> I just go full two fists in and yeah. get going on it. Yeah, scratch that itchy ass. Yeah, some of us just move around strategically, like the um, horse shouldn't. Confucius once say, "Man who go to bed with itchy ass wake up with stinky finger." 
I don't think he no. said that. He did. It was very, very, it was Confucius. It was very Confucius of him. So how about that Kentucky Derby controversy? So, we, so I thought by yeah, I thought maybe Jimmy would be the winner. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. So how does that change the standings? Are they just like in in uh, on a holding pattern until they decide what's going to happen? Yes. yes. So he's still his his title has not been stripped, and they were supposed to do a subsequent test to see if he tested positive again. Um, and then I think that happened, but now he's saying it's this itchy ass Automax is, is why. So now they're, they're investigating that. Hmm. So I have a question. Um, so when they retest, do they take another sample or retest the sample they already have? I guess they take more than one sample at the same time. So it's at the same time point. I see. Okay. So that it doesn't like, uh, otherwise wouldn't that be great if they gave you a breathalyzer and then again one, like, <laughs> like a day and a half later, that'd be fabulous. See? I t- <laughs> yeah. It's so. weird. This one article I read said that they did a split sample, which is a second one requested by the trainer, but the results on that second test are not expected for several weeks. Mm, interesting. So the he's got to you know they got to wait that long so he can retrieve that kind of money out of the bank. True. Now here's the deal. The one of the things is people are trying to get him to take the horse out of the Preakness. See. Yeah. So the Preakness is the next. When is that? That's the next race in the Triple Crown, and. uh He's already, you know, this guy's, this guy's a famous trainer. He's won a whole bunch of Kentucky Derbies and Preaknesses and stuff. So anyway, the idea is, yeah, he's like, we got to do anything we can to delay any decision because I'll make all my money in the Preakness and in the whatever. Cause even if he gets this penalty, if he wins the three races, that's still going to be something famous, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. So. Just let your horse have an itchy ass. Moral of the story. Right. What's the horse's name again? Medina Spirit. What kind? What kind of spirit? Medina. Medina. Potato, potato, roof, roof. Easy. There's no such thing as rough and roof. (laughs) One is what a dog says. Rough, rough. The other one is what's on the top of your house. (laughs) Roof. It's a roof. (laughs) Right. Is it on fire? I want to know. Is it on fire? People. Jiminy crickets. No Jiminy. No Jiminy at all. Hey, Dippa Dippa. Oh. We got some Jippa Jappa for this, you. I got plenty of Jiminy. It was a ghost fuck. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need him here to get his wisdom. If you think you're going to have a big load to get the Magnum. Right? You get the Magnum. I don't know. I feel like he he would have a lot to say about a horse's itchy ass. I know. We're we're missing that. But I think we can revisit it next week because by then the whole controversy should have been settled. Oh, no, you said a couple weeks. Oh, excuse me. Um, I just don't believe it. I believe it's just a delay. I think nobody cares. I think it's – we probably won't even hear about it. We won't even know what happens. They'll, they'll stuff it underneath the carpet because there's other things going on. And yeah. He'll exactly. his way. Right. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Unless. What do you got to 
Jibber jabber about David. Me? I've got nothing. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh no, you made us. You know, I, I, you made us come out of the freaking woodwork and watch Saturday Night Live. Oh, is that my topic to talk about Saturday oh, Night Live? That you're the one. You're the one that said, "Hey, did you watch it? Did you watch it? Did you watch it? You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it." Well, I should have made some clips from it, but uh, I enjoyed one of the skits where they made fun of the way Pennsylvanians talk. Did you guys watch it? The, I, that's a skit that I missed. Oh, the murder, murder, murder. My dirter got murdered. They found her in the <laughs> water. I mean, it was hilarious. I was just falling. Over. They mentioned go. Oh, the the people were eating their wawa hoagies over the dead body. <laughs> With it, and they gave him a lingling beer. Yeah, right. <laughs> Here's a yingling and a fucking cheesesteak. Oh, and the thing shit. that cracked me up the most and reminded me of you, Dave, is when they were going through the map and they were uh, doing a little thing in the background going, and they're oddly specific uh, city names. And they were going through and He's not here. He's not here. And then they were by the Jagoff Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, like, it's like Chicago and Pennsylvania, both. You jag off. Jag you off. Fucking jag off. Um, yeah. But the thing that you didn't, you found it funny because of where you live and what you didn't understand, it was a hundred percent knockoff of the show Mirror of Easttown, which is on HBO. So uh-huh. they were making fun of, they were making fun of that down to there was a priest who then became Elon Musk. There's a priest in the show, um, a dirter get murdered. Um, so it was extra funny if you've watched the show, but you shouldn't watch the show now because HBO has to dole it out, dole it out like a doler. Um, so it takes eight weeks to watch an eight episode show. So wait till it's all done and then watch it. And since I don't have HBO, I'm going to have to download it illegally. Well, I, I realized that I was, I was hoping to not mention that torrent. Cause I'm a um, rebel. But yeah, so we enjoy the show, but it's like we're four weeks in and, and we're four episodes in. By now we would have, you know, watched seven shows. Right. Hey, you know, what? something happened to me watching a show on Amazon where it was a limited series. Like, it's got six episodes or something, right? And the first five are right there, but the sixth one you had to pay for. Oh, never heard of that. You know? I'm like, what? Wow. I'm like, you, you mother effer. Wow. What show was it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> So I guess you stopped watching it right there, huh? Yeah. Five episodes in. I'm like, what? What? I gotta see how this ends. Wait, what? Wow. I had a period of time there where my brother Gary, which as we know, autocorrects to fart. So my brother fart, uh, he, he and I liked the same shows, but I, god damn it, every show that we both liked, it would get canceled. So like, and it would be something that's an evolving show that you need to know who done it or whatever. And it's like, nah, we're, we're canceling it. So then I started just waiting and then I'd call him up. I'm like, Hey, this show looks good. Are you watching it? And he's like, yep. And I'm like, okay, nope. <laughs> it's going to get canceled. <laughs> Might as well not even start. And I swear to God, it was like three shows, same fucking thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to call uh Gary fart first and see if he's watching it. If so I'm done. Right. The fuck not- out. 
But uh, Cindy, I think you saw part of Saturday Night Live in your homework. So what about that skit about the Gen Z language? That was fucking hilarious. But did you feel like because of the people that you work with and stuff that you got it? Because I thought it was funny how they had their own lingo, but I was lost on most of it. Oh, uh, yeah, bro. That's pretty much all I got was the bro part. And then every once in a while I'd hear some other things in there. But, no, we had a kid that worked for us, and um, he's been let go, you know, last year because he just forgot that he had a shift, you know, (laughs) like two or three too many times. (laughs) I loved him, though. He's a good kid, but, you know, he's kind of a high on. But he called everybody in the kitchen, bro, you know, men, women, whatever. Hey, bro. What's up, bro? Can you, uh, you know, get that for me, bro? Uh, we say bruh. <laughs> bruh. 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 Well, you say bruh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. bruh. But, so yeah, I, there's a lot of those um, other sayings were, like, too fast. And I might have recognized one, but I can't say that I can repeat any of them. But I still thought it, I thought it was funny because I didn't get most of it. Right. Because everybody's got the, their different lingo in every generation and the way they were just, uh, the actors were mostly people that wouldn't be Gen Z and the way they just riffed on it. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? So yeah, if you, and I don't know if the, does Gen Z watch Saturday Night Live? I mean, I know a couple Gen Z that do, but I don't know if it's prevalent and um, if they saw it, if they would think it was funny. I assume so. Well, they're saying that that's why they got Elon Musk on the show is to to rise, raise awareness of the show with the younger generations and get more watchers. So younger people like Elon Musk? Yes, they do. Is what you're saying to me? Uh-huh. And, now- and, our, and our older Jimmy, uh, that's one of the uh, one-tenth of the reason why he's boycotting this yeah, show. Right, exactly. Fuck uh, <laughs> Elon, don't watch it. Uh, anyway. And Elon Musk is actually one of the guys who is creating his own cryptocurrency. That if so, you decide to investigate and get into cryptocurrency, you should watch out for that Dogecoin or something like that. Right. Watch out for it. Well, look out, duck, or go get it. No, uh, look out, duck. uh, Because it would be cryptocurrency controlled by Elon Musk. Not out in the public domain, not controlled by anybody except for the algorithm for Bitcoin. That's the difference. Well, I also heard, because um, I, I have a, a dude that's into the Bitcoin that I was going to tell you about. Um, I asked him if he's into Dogecoin. He said no, because they can print more whenever they want to. It's not like there's a, a static amount. Like Bitcoin, there's only a certain amount. Well, But that's, they can just keep printing it. But that's what, like the US dollar. But that's what they, that's the whole claim to the cryptocurrency is that you actually can't do that. Is that when you create your blockchain, you have in effect created a fixed amount of of your of your cryptocurrency. So um, anyway, but still, the the whole key is yes, when it's controlled by a company or an individual or a government, 
where they're controlling that algorithm, you don't know what's going to end up happening. Whereas, mm. yes, anyway, never mind. I don't want to get so then, Cindy, did you watch to the news or not? Uh, no, I just, I don't have that channel, whatever it is. And then I might get the show like in a couple of weeks on Hulu, which I pay seventy nine ninety nine for. Not a dollar ninety nine. But I just went to YouTube and and watched uh, the opening monologue and the Gen Z language and the I don't know somebody on Mars that was kind of a a doofus that that exploded because he took his helmet off. He was the dumb guy who had to go out and do some special thing. Okay, I'll do it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't really watch all of all of Elon's um, skits or any what 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 was up on the news. So on the news, they were asking him, and it was it was similar to you know because everybody rips off our stuff. So it was similar (laughs) to us having Dave explain to us a whole blockchain and cryptocurrency and um they're asking elon musk on the news so what is bitcoin well it's a cryptocurrency blah 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 (laughs) and they're like okay but what is it (laughs) he just kept going going on and saying the technology and how it works and they're like but dude what what is is it And I'm like, that's going to be us in a week after Dave has, you know, thoroughly explained it to us. We'll go, now hang on a second. But what, what is, is it? it? So, um, and then we also learned on the news that baby Grogu is a motherfucker, huh? Really? Wait. I didn't that. What's up with baby Grogu? Oh, so Dave, you didn't watch it that far. I did not. Oh. So oh, wait. Dave- yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Billy right. Grogu, he's a badass, drunk, little motherfucking <laughs> motherfucker. asshole. He's a partying motherfucker. Yep. Nice. I like him more now. Fucking baby so. girl. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I think that just, it's another show where I'm like, eh, we've done it before. Weeks ago, that was like episode 80. Right? Nothing right. we haven't already tackled. Exactly. So there you have it. See? They can't do anything. We talked about the Pennsylvania accent. We talked about Bitcoin. And we talked about Baby Grogu. Saturday right. Night Live rips us off every week. And and Jimmy's had his mom on the show before, too. Right. What does that have to do with Saturday Night Live? <laughs> oh, that's because at the beginning they were oh, all showing their mom. it was mom. Mother's Day. Yeah, right. <laughs> his, mom, his mom was there. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's mom was there, right? Right. So Jimmy See? had his mom on our show, and we didn't even know it. Didn't even know it. Actually, one of my text messages from Jimmy had a picture of his mom eating at Denny's. Or where does she like to eat? Taco Bell. Taco? No, this was not Taco Bell. This was more like a Denny's-looking thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's Family Diner. I can't remember where it was. <laughs> uh, um, hey, but since Jimmy's not here, I've got an invention, but my invention is for Cindy. Oh, shit. Let's hmm. hear so, it. So... Um, as you can tell, Dave really, I mean, he might just throw his, his uh, phone out the window so that he can get an iPhone. And he doesn't even want an iPhone. He just wants the memojis the and the animojis. Yeah. So I think you should come up with the little me yogis. And it's like you can be in all the different yoga positions. Because my sister sent me one and there's just a stock one and somebody's doing, I don't know what the fuck it was. 
but I think it would be fun to like, I can't do all those poses, but maybe I can send me a, a me emoji yogi. Downward dog. Mm-hmm. Downward right? facing dog. And you can, you could, uh, warrior. <laughs> the right? only one I can do is downward facing dog. <laughs> it's Vatana is your posture, dude. Yes, I mean, exactly. Stick your fucking. butt in the air and fucking whatever. No, she's talking. She's talking about the end of the sh- when you're done, you just fucking land and snoozing. Basically, that's your pose. There you go. Drool out the side of your mouth. Oh yeah. Uh, so, have you checked to see if this exists out there? Well, I put in me yogi and it kept auto correcting. So I'm okay. thinking. I'm thinking maybe not. Okay. It's yoga emoji. Uh, yoga emoji. Okay. No, there's no, no yoga emoji. There's a guy named okay. Yoga. Oh, wait, no, maybe they are yoga emojis. Fucking nope, up. and then Miyogi st- comes back with Miyagi chopsticks. And <laughs> and Mr. Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. Ooh, wax, wax on, off. wax off. That's on. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> I've been practicing so, my wax on, wax off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I mean, I think that would be a fun little addition to the thing. Is is that can convey how you're feeling? Feeling mm-hmm. a little warrior. Postures. Yes. Okay. Yep. Well, that might like um, just kind of go into the sex neoji. Hmm. <laughs> sex right. ogies. And uh, what other uh, actions? Ooh. <laughs> what you yeah. You're doing out dance dancing. I mean, you say you, you rock a, a really good Elaine Bennis. Yep. Dance move. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll I'll check it out. I'll see what I can bring back. All right. Yogi emoji. And then I have, I mean, a whole other side topic that uh, on the yoga thing is there used to be a place near me and their brand for their yoga studio was intentional yoga. And every time I go by there and I'm like, well, what about, what about accidental yoga? (laughs) Right. Right. Because sometimes I just like, whoa, I trip and I fall. I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. Hang on. Hey, it's like a yoga pose. Yeah. You fucking trip over something, banana peel. (laughs) Oh, Accidental, or, whatever. Or when you're reaching in, in one of those really low cupboards in the way back. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wait, this is, this is a yoga posture right here. Exactly. So all sorts of accidental yoga. You find yeah. yourself doing this, boom. Like yoga. when you're fixing the drain under the sink, under the kitchen sink, you got to climb under there. That's a whole yoga pose. Yep. So- ah, I, I love that. that yeah. That's our new being on um, sport. Yes, accidental yoga. Accidental yoga. And then we can have yoga. Because it could be a t shirt. Nobody would notice unless they read it and looked at the picture. Right. (laughs) Okay. Well, I I feel like I did Jimmy proud, you know, throwing out some uh, ideas here. I think we're on this. The first one was just, yeah, me yogi maybe, but accidental yoga, I think. Accidental yoga. Well, maybe this is something, I don't know if, if you guys will remember. I'll try to write it down, but that could be something that we ask. Jimmy in the next show is oh, yeah. uh, what are his favorite accidental yoga postures? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to know. I'm not sure <laughs> I want to know that answer. Yeah. Cereal and the belly button. 
<laughs> it's it's got to be a pose, right? So, all right. Well, we'll work, we'll work on that then. I like it, Sherry. Okay. All right. Accidentally old one. Yeah. Yep. So, what do we want to talk about next? Money, 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 money. 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 Speaking of money, I have that one. Yeah. Oh, wait. It's too low. Where's that coming in on? Put that back up. It's an awesome bass line. So, wait. How about this one? Uh, Cindy should know who this is. Money, money, money. Must be funny. In So you know who that is? Of no. course. Doesn't everybody know who that is? No. Sherry, you, you don't? don't know? Negative. Oh, my goodness. You won't be surprised when you hear it, though. <laughs> Cindy's first album that she ever bought. My first album ever. ABBA's greatest hits. <laughs> ABBA. Money, wow. money, money. Yeah. It's not one of their, um, you know... Greatest. No, hits. I don't think that's one of the greatest hits. <laughs> Maybe at the time it was. But yeah. <laughs> All right. What about Dollar Bill, y'all? Dollar Bill. What do we want to talk about with money? Yeah. What are we going to talk about? It's about money. It's about money. Oh, excuse me. So I was thinking, like when. um in college, if somebody sent you money, it didn't matter what it was. You were still like, eh, that's good. But you still had an amount where you'd laugh, right? Grandma sent me five bucks. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> and and you, you laugh, but you were still great. You're like, but hey, wait, if I wait till dollar beer night, I can get hammered. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, but so I'm wondering like today, what's, what's the five dollar bill? I mean, is it, do they think 20 bucks is just like grandma sent me 20? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Easily 20, right? Come on. So you think, so you think 20 is the new five? Hmm. Right? I would Inflation have one probably is. Wait, say that again, Cindy. Inflation wise, it probably is. Yeah. Hmm. Some- I mean, well, first of all, like Val, Val's dad, I'm just going to go take this little turn and then come back on the freeway you started. But Val's dad um, is like old school and everything is still 20 bucks. And we're like, um, well, actually that battery is going to cost a little more like 70 or 80. (laughs) (laughs) You go to Sears and get that battery for 20 bucks. (laughs) No, Mm -mm. Uh, no. but I have those, I have those things too, where I remember, Working up in Detroit, I used to go out to lunch with a ten dollar bill, and then that would cover everything, you know. And now it's that's like, huh? I'm going to need more to get a decent lunch. Yeah, like, shit. McDonald's you used to be able to. Yeah. You used to be able to get McDonald's for less than five bucks. Now it's hard to get out of there less than ten bucks. Right. Fucking fast food. Well, and uh, when I worked in an office job, and there was the mall across the street, and they had the food court. You know, big old food court. And I'd be like, 
This is sweet because I can go over there and I can get two bean burritos at Taco Bell for like a buck fifty nine. Then that's that's good for me. That's a lunch. That's awesome. And yeah, you're right. And and uh, I try not to go to fast food very often, but I certainly do sometimes. And if it's the woodworker and I, and we're not going full college, we've had a freaking case of beer Taco Bell. We're going just like normal amount. And all of a sudden it's like, that will be 14 bucks. I'm like, it's Taco Bell. Yeah. What did I get? Did I, did I, did I order something that I didn't know? <laughs> Taco Bell was like White Castle. It was the cheap place to go. Mm-hmm. You could get a ton of food for three bucks. I also thought it was super tasty back in the day. You know, at 2 a.m. Yeah, in college. No, yeah, I didn't hate Taco Bell. <laughs> I ate my fair share of Taco Bell, although I haven't in years. I haven't been to a Taco Bell in a long time. Hmm. So with different generations, and Cindy, you see more of this probably. And actually, Dave, if you look at the receipts, you might. Um, I felt like when we used to go out, and it doesn't matter the price, but if something was you know, 24, 23, and you're, you're kind of like, yeah, so 20% is four. I'm just leaving 30, right? It's like the lazy rounding. Um, and I've seen some people sit there and I don't know if it's because of iPhones now and they just look at their thing and they, they click and they see this is 15% and 18%. I see weird fucking shit out down there and, you know, $3 and 83 cents and exactly or they go up to the next level but i don't see a lot of huge rounding up and i don't think they're necessarily cheaper but we were just lazy i think and also like ah fuck it i was probably an ass i'll just round it up um Mm. so i don't know if you've noticed um younger generation tipping well what i what i know is um you know my immediate surroundings so people that work in the service industry are usually the best tippers out there because they work for tips. So mm-hmm. it's usually at least 20%. And if they like the person, they'll give more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if they don't like the person, they might still give a decent amount and not stiff them, but they might, you know, say something, be, be a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate Karen. Not necessarily a Karen. Uh, whatever you call the millennial and younger version on the Instagram poster. Care care. We no call her I mean. care care. No, like uh, Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> or Brittany. Yeah. Don't be such a Caitlin, Brittany. <laughs> oh my God. Oh um, my God. I, yeah, so I, I don't know about the tipping, but what I did notice about the millennials, I guess, is that they often took advantage of the Ubers and the the lifts and paid that kind of money for getting home from the bar. And I never took a cab home from a bar. Have you noticed that? Yes, for they, sure. They spend their a lot of you know. They actually know that they have to apportion money to get their ride to where they're going or home from where they're going. Yeah. Any, anybody know anybody that uh, part-time did Uber or know yeah. an Uber driver? So here's what I'm curious about. And I haven't taken Uber that many times, but I'm so used to, especially if you have the, the right driver and the end, you just, you know, you flip them some dough and it's kind of discouraged. Like you, you do the tip in app. 
Mm-hmm. So, so I'm wondering as an Uber driver, you know, there's something about the anonymity about yeah. them not seeing, right? That you're not giving them cash. And I'm wondering how the tipping actually is if you're an Uber driver. Hmm, I can ask, I can ask my friend, John, he, um, it's funny cause he, he worked pretty high up in the, the computer programming uh, world and then he just quit his job and he was kind of like doing nothing for a while. He became an Uber driver. So he did tell me some inside scoop, but I never got to the tip part. So I can, I can expansigate if you want next time. Yeah. Cause they about tips. So specifically like if he prefers on the app or in person or if he cares. Well, and it seems like Uber is actually goes towards, they discourage people from giving cash tips. It's like it, it, it's set up to give it in the app. Um, well, part of that is also I, I don't think that the younger gens keep much cash on them. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, that's one thing that I have to deal with when I do payroll is because we pay our servers less than minimum wage because they get tips, which send them right. over minimum wage. But <clears throat> at payroll time, you actually have to report the sales that the server had. And so you've got the sales that the server had and then the tips that were recorded from credit cards. Okay. Now we can't have the tips for cash because whatever. I mean, the kids, it's cash, right? So they just pocket it. We can't control cash tips. And so as long as the credit card tips is at least 10% over their sales, then it's no big deal. Otherwise I have to do this thing where I add these tips to their, to their payroll just so that they get taxed for 10%. You know what I mean? Cause they're going to yes. get taxed for 10% of whatever they get paid. So whatever I pay them $5 an hour, they're going to be taxed on 10% over that for their tips, quote unquote tips. So it does get to be a pain in the ass when you have to worry about did they get, you know, did they get those cash tips or did they actually get shorted this month? But in right. 99% of the time, they did not get shorted. They actually got a lot of their tips in cash. Correct. So. Which is why. Um, it's probably easier accounting for Uber if all tips went through the system instead of getting cash tips. Well, and I think they wanted to because, uh, okay, so if you're a yellow cab, you've got a license, you know, with a city, city of Chicago, you're, uh, 102.567, you know, it's, it's a little more secure for the driver too, because they know where that car is. Um, there's more identifier and I think they don't want the Uber drivers to have to carry cash either. So somebody's only got a 20 and they want to leave a five tip. They don't want to leave it on the Uber driver to have to carry cash well, either. That's a good point. They're a lot more vulnerable. Yep, that's a good point. Don't have cash in the drive. Yeah. Well, also, if you're paying with an app, it's easier to tip right through the same app. <laughs> you I'll, know? I'll tell you what, for most people that I've interacted with that are, I mean, probably Gen X, but definitely millennials, um, the app called Venmo is like the number one way to pay people and, and even mm-hmm. get money from them, too. Well, do you have that app, uh, Sherry? 
I have, I use Zelle and yeah. uh, Andrew has Venmo if somebody has Venmo. So I'm not against Venmo. I just have Zelle and I can't remember the other well, one have, I have. Have you looked at Venmo? No. Because um, in Zelle, it goes from, I have both. So in Zelle, it goes from phone number to phone number and it's just whatever it goes straight there. In Venmo, you could see everybody that you've ever connected with and oh. paying for what. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, kind of like I mean, a Facebook thing. Up. Yeah, and then you can like it or not like it. And this is very fascinating because <laughs> during the shutdown, the beginning of the vid last year, um, we had an online tip jar, which the first round, you know, we got a lot. So I, to make it easier on everybody and not see anybody in person, I Venmoed everybody like 80 bucks or something. So. I have at least, let's say, 12 to 15 fucking people on here. And I see all this random shit. I mean, right. there's tacos. Yeah. There's, there's some nasty shit that goes on, too. There's drinks. There's toilet paper. There's chocolate. Hey. A rescue I, chow. I, that's how I pay my hookers in Venmo. <laughs> it's, it's just the easiest way to do it. Yeah. Although, although I, I put that it was I for. just have a QR code on their body. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just put that it's for education or something. What is, mm. you know. So when I was getting to the anonymity of the tips, that was not a generational, um, slam generational thing. Cause it, cause it, every generation has people that love to be generous only if they're being seen, you know, so. Got so I, I think that um, I'm not saying, oh, you know, it's a certain generation uses Uber and and they can get off. Pay. I, I think if you, if you don't want to pay, if you don't feel like you're a tipper, you're just not going to tip anyway. Um, so I was just wondering, though, because a lot of times Uber, it's just drunk people and drunk people are stupid. I mean, they just are, you know, and you forget to tip or maybe you over tip. So maybe it's a good thing. But like at the golf course where we go and we golf there years ago, haven't been there for 10 years, but the setup is kind of weird where you drop your cart off and then the parking lot is, um, it's not like it's far away, but it's the equivalent of a few blocks away, which is a little weird and awkward to bring your clubs. So there, the kids that work there always would jump on the back of your cart so they could ride out with you and take your cart back. And then in the interim, they would wash your clubs and then you would tip them. Well, because of COVID, those same kids are there, but they're still, maybe it'll change this summer, but they're discouraged from getting close to the customers. Don't don't jump on their cart. Don't go down there. But they're still standing there. They're not allowed to go home until the last golfer is out. So I went and got the big stack of ones and not twos this time. And, and so when we're done, I always just, um, Hey, stop, drop me off a second. I run over there and I give the kids a few bucks because I know they're not, I know they're still not getting paid much. And, and it's weird. Cause I look around and I'm like, huh, I don't see anybody else doing that. And it's just, it's just shitty because you're, if you have enough to be a, come out here and golf, um, these kids are still, before you get in your goddamn car, they're spraying them down and doing all, all the COVID protocol yeah, yeah. so that you are not in a skanky cart. Well, that's worth a lot. 
right? But yeah. but so many people don't equate, well, wait a minute, you didn't kiss my ass and ride out with me and clean off my club, so you didn't do anything. I'm like, well, they're working their ass off. So Well, now, ana- I don't know that they're working their ass off, but they are doing other things. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they might not need the itchy ass medication. They're not to that point, but so the the... The anonymity. So I just see so many people like, well, they're not standing there. They're not right in front of my face. So why would I think to go tip them? You know, the crazy thing is um, before we got the new uh, pro shop manager, um, we kind of had our pro shop was kind of a shit show and our carts were kind of a shit show. And I didn't even know this, um, but the... The cart boys didn't wash the carts and they didn't do this and they didn't do that and they didn't get tips, right? And I didn't, I'm like, okay, whatever. It's not a tip paying gig or something. Well, when we brought in the new pro shop manager, he started having the kids, every time the carts come in, they take them around back, they wash them out with the pressure washer, they fill them up with gas, they bring them back around, blah, 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 blah. And, they also help people carry their clubs and, and all, of, and now there's a tip jar out there and God damn it, if that tip jar isn't full every day. That's awesome. You know? But it was just weird how the culture before we switched our pro shop and the way it was run with those, the members that were there and everything else, none of that stuff got done. None of these kids, they hated their job as cart boy and they stood around doing nothing because there wasn't that incentive of getting tips. Right. Yep. So, well, I was um, going to bring this younger generation with the money in a little different angle. And um, uh, back in the day, I we were discouraged from um, discussing what we made as far as yes. salary or wage or Absolutely. whatever with yep. you know our friends and peers. But these days, they're like fucking open about it. Yeah, just telling each other. Yeah, yeah, and and it's like, oh Jesus! Now Kyle's shooting his mouth off about how much he makes, and now Gio's gonna want a fucking raise. (laughs) Exactly. Shut the fuck up. I mean, like, when did that change? And then this guy, like, we kind of changed our tip structure, and this kid is like all of a sudden making more than he used to. So he's like going around telling everybody he makes more than anybody else, and everybody's kind of getting pissed. Like, where's this guy making more than me? I'm a shift leader. I'm like, that's not what's happening. He's just fucking blowing his, you know, the wrong horn. And it's just kind of weird because we were told, or not told, but it was kind of a general understanding that it was more private situation, you know, about your... Hang on just one second. At EDS, it was the law, right? It was a True. corporate rule. You were not allowed to ever divulge your salary to anybody. True that. And now as a business owner, you can see why they put that into practice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah that, if he makes how much? I do so much more. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, that's the. it's funny because it's come up where we are. And the answer always is that's because of tips. You guys all make the exact same amount of money, but this person made more money because they hustled their butt. They helped more tables. They got the tables to buy dessert or buy an extra round of drinks or whatever, and they get bigger tips. You know, we try and 
explain to them so that everybody starts kicking it up a notch and doing better service. Yeah, well, the guys in the kitchen are probably not working on tips, so watch out for them. Right. No, they actually, though, they don't, they don't get $5 an hour. They actually make, uh, actually, they're more than minimum wage, too. Even our dishwasher makes 10 bucks an hour. Cool. So we try. We try. And then when they do banquets, because a lot of times when you do a banquet, the people don't tip. They think it's part of that fee of the banquet charge. Oh, you should add it to the fee then. Well, we can, we're trying to work that out. We're trying to figure out what's the best way to go about that. But um, what we do is we pay the servers um, instead of five bucks an hour, they get ten bucks an hour when they're doing a banquet. And even the bussers and that kind of stuff, they make ten bucks an hour. So to try and help offset if the customer doesn't actually add gratuity. And by the way, it is now seven forty-four. And hey, we, I we, was just waiting for you to stop talking. Okay, but hang out. We didn't. <laughs> I get it. Quit bullshit and play the game. Exactly. I need to light up. It is late. Were, were you, um, was that what you were going to say? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I got something for you. Oh, boy. All Stay right. tuned for a marvelously entertaining segment. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, it's Tom Daly. How are my boom Xers? Wait, what? <laughs> Sarah, since Jimmy's taking a little breather, I got Tom Daly to read some lyrics for y'all. Oh my yes! god. This is going to be the best. Well, not the best. It's the second best. He has something to say. I'm your number one fan who's not married to you or related to you in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> and it's my privilege this week to do the Jimmy Reads segment. Oh, my God. I'm okay, so excited. Here we go. I'm dying. I am so I'm excited. Over here. <laughs> are you, are you bastard. Hey, he's definitely going to get him before us. That's all I'm saying is he's going to get him before us when he hears the show. He, he sure did. Okay. So Excuse are me. you guys ready? Ready. As I'll ever be. Okay. To lose another Jimmy Reed. I Reeves. don't mind you hanging out and talking in your sleep. Oh. It doesn't matter where you've been as long as you're with as me. It was deep. Yeah. Okay. I know this. Sherry, what is this? Um, it doesn't matter where you've been. That's the line that we should know. As long as it was deep. Yeah. This is the cars. Uh, yeah. I guess you just what I needed. Just what I needed. I don't mind you hanging out and talking in your sleep. Good job, oh, Dave yeah. and Sherry. Ha ha. Ha ha, Tom Daly. We got it. We got it, TD. TD Ameritrade. Got it. <laughs> he did have to say, as a matter of fact, that it was hard to read the lyrics without having any inflection. Right. You know, and that's why Jimmy's so, yes. so beautifully. So brilliant at it. That role because he doesn't know 
he doesn't know what the song is. Even when he adds <laughs> his inflection, it's the wrong inflection. Right. So anyway, okay. It takes a little longer to set up, but thanks for being patient. Number two, you guys yeah. ready? Sure. Two. Walking through the streets of Soho, in the rain, he was looking for the place called Lee Ho Fuchs for to get a big dish of beef chow mein. Oh, my God. He did a good job there. (laughs) Holy mackerel. But Dave, the bastard can't get us. He can't get us. No. So the key is let's let's work through this. So the streets of Soho, Soho. right? So it's got to be a British guy. Okay. Right. Um. I do have a clue, people. Oh. Okay. Okay. Go 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 with the clue. I'm just gonna go straight to the clue because you'll fucking get it. Okay. No, I, I think okay. I might already have it. Oh. Well, let me play the clue, and then you, you go first. Okay. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> Little old lady got <laughs> mutilated. <laughs> <laughs> I am right. Yes. Laugh. Walking. Okay. All right, go ahead. This <laughs> is what I'm going to tell you my version, which is, Aru horn dog from Southfield. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> I don't know that what. He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Fuchs. Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein. Warren Zevon. Werewolves of London. So, Dude. so that Kid Rock song. I think stole yeah. that fucking song. No, he did. I mean, yeah. yeah. Every- wow. It's true. So I did, um, when I, uh, I looked up Lee Ho Fuchs just out of the blue and it is the first Chinese restaurant in the UK to receive a Michelin star. Oh. And what, it was they sell tires? Beef chow mein. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're still around. And you can get a t shirt. I was considering it, but they weren't that awesome. All right. Are you guys ready for number three? And guess what? I forgot to say we do have four today. Oh. For so the new fun of it. So lovely. here's number number three. I loved you since I knew you. I wouldn't talk down to you. Oh, yeah. I have to this tell is... you just how I feel. This I is, um, won't sting. share you with another. This is Sting, the, whatever the one about the hooker and the red. You don't have to put on the red dress or something. <laughs> oh Roxanne. Roxanne. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's the police. <laughs> Whatever. Was I close? I was close. (laughs) It was Sting and it was the red dress. I had something. Okay. Okay. At least you didn't say Eddie Murphy in Beverly Hills or what was that? 48 hours. Yeah. You don't have to put on the red light. All right. Well, you guys are really well. I I stopped taking uh, points 
a while back because this is a little more involved with our guest, <laughs> our guest reader, Tom. But I have number four. Are you guys ready go. for the last one? Of course. Quattro. They will tell you you can't sleep alone in a strange place. <laughs> then they'll tell you you can't, can't sleep with somebody else, else but That's I Billy like Joel. Right? Yeah. Right, Sherry? <laughs> exactly. It's Billy Joel <laughs> and it's something. Well, you know the song. Uh anymore, this is my life. There you go. So here's the deal on the Billy Joel. We have learned how important Jimmy's role is. Yes. I mean, we love Tom Daly, but did we not get all four of those? Yeah, but oh, they were kind they of, were they kind were of kind easy. Of softball. They, they were. Softball. That's true. They were kind yeah. of softball. They were fucking softball. Yeah, for true. Sure. No, I thought um, he did an excellent job. Oh, it he... was. And I appreciate it. I do appreciate that, Mr. Tom Daly. Hey, number... just what I needed was a little hard for you guys. And so was Warren Zevon until the mutilated word came out. Because what other song true. had mutilated in it? True. No, I, had, I got it before that. I did I not. I did not have it before that. that. Yeah, because I'm like, wait, the streets of so I got it. Right. Is he British? Yes. Warren no, Zevon, come on. That's like. Well, you know, it's kind of funny that you can't really detect an accent that much when somebody's singing. Right. All right. Well, I have uh, uh, one more clip to finish. Oh, really? Congratulations. Thanks for playing Jimmy Reads. <laughs> Don't fear, listeners. Jimmy will be back next week. Jimmy, see you next Thursday. This is Tom Bailey, just so you know. <laughs> okay. Okay. I need that clip. I need that clip. Well, you have the technology. <laughs> that was awesome. Tom Daly yeah, is the best. Thanks, Tom. That was awesome. It worked. I, I actually had had this um, in my brain uh, a while back when we did get that email from Tom. Like, let me find somebody to read for you three. You know, so the original plan uh-huh, was Jimmy to right. be in in the game as well. But of course, uh, I'll try it again. And I have I have a little lineup of people that I might ask to read. But um, yeah. I was. I'm gonna pick out songs that Jimmy for sure knows that are from his junior high days, and we'll see how how well he does. Damn, that was fun. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Yeah, awesome. He was very good I'll with like. He was putting on that like computerized voice. It was very good. Well, mm-hmm. actually, when he recorded it, he recorded a lot of gaps in between some words. So I made it shorter. Uh-huh. So that's why, and, and that that helped to, it to at least stall you a little bit. Yes. But I'll send you that clip. It's a good one. Um, I'm going to do an Insta correct. Warren Zevon. Uh, he was born in that lovely city in England called Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god! Uh, he looked English, though he looked. He, he looked like he was right. From and Britain. where was of London for right. God's sake? God's sakes, Jiminy Crickets! How does he know about Lee Hung Fuchs? Right. I don't know. Well, he was a rock and roll star. Okay, I think he traveled oh. to England many uh, times in his life. I guess. I guess so. You know. Um. So, uh, I have a question for you guys. Uh oh. So. There's this um, ex-employee of ours. She was not fired. She just moved out of the town, out of town. And Val follows her, and she has a new Etsy shop. So Val wanted to um, support her in her, you know, budding business. And she's going to buy a print. And I was looking at the prints. I'm like, nah, I'm good. She's like, come on, get something. So I looked at her briefly. I said, oh, okay, get me a button because I got a bag that I my skates are in, and I put buttons on it. And then after about a couple of seconds, Val's like. Uh, you're not going to like any of these buttons. <laughs> so this is uh, uh, either a really young or old, uh, young, I don't know which way it goes, millennial at the very end or Gen Z. And the buttons choices are, I am loved, I am powerful, I am capable, all of my emotions are valid. Now, question for you guys would you buy any of those buttons no 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 <laughs> zero Never. point zero no and i don't know if i would buy them as a gift either no you know what i'm saying no yeah. so, oh. so then to take it a step further i asked somebody similar age while we were kind of working close together as a girl as well i said okay here are these buttons here are all the things that they say would you be interested in any of them? And she said, well, maybe, maybe the one that says I am powerful. But then I asked her if she thought it was a generational thing, the sayings on the buttons, or if it was this specific person that maybe she had to have those affirmations around her and she thinks everybody else would like them. And um, the, my old friend I was talking to, she says, no, um, this gener that generation is really into affirmations. Gen so, Z, yeah, or or really late millennial. Okay. So that's why I brought in like I remember stickers, not really, but maybe buttons like "Have a nice day" or "Keep on trucking" or "Shit happens." Like, what are the, like, affirmations, phrases from our jet? <laughs> <laughs> Affirmation. <laughs> fucking get up and fucking dust it off and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> affirmations. Yeah. Well, I, okay, not affirmations, but stickers. Like, Sticker. did you ever buy a sticker to put on your Camaro or whatever you're driving? Nope. No? Huh. Jerry? Well, no, but I mean, there was tons, right? I mean, yeah. there was the, the, the infamous, uh, person with the VW thing had the, when the vans are rocking, don't bother knocking. Yeah, baby. But I would always go up and knock and go, what does that mean? Well, what about like <laughs> no, no grass, no ass and no something? What? Yeah, it was, I think it was gas, grass, or ass. Huh. Right. Nobody, nobody rides for free. Uh -huh. <laughs> I like that one. 
Yeah, one of those. And nice. don't you remember there was there, there was one that says if you don't like how I drive, call one eight hundred eat shit. Okay, so oh, what? Yeah. So wait, these are bumper stickers, all right? Yeah. All right, I just right. wanted to verify what we've we've transitioned from well, buttons. I'm not thinking you're going to pin a button on the back of your car. What about far out, man? Far, far out. out. No. And then where's the beef? <laughs> where's the beef? Far out, man. But I think Make I know. Love not war. That was a big one. Alright. But I think in our day there was a king of the daily affirmations. Oh, he was the king. Who was that? Speak you to know. me. Speak to me. Stuart Smalley. <laughs> Do you remember Stuart Smalley? No. Uh-uh. Oh my god. Yeah, you will once you start hearing the affirmations. Let's hear a couple of the fucking affirm motherfucking mations. Don't you remember it was Al Franken on oh. Saturday Night Live? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I guess maybe. Right? The I'm good enough and smart enough and doggone it, people like me. <laughs> right? Cindy, you remember that shit, right? Sure, yeah. We saw the movie, didn't we, together? Yes. There was yeah. a mo- Al Franken was in a movie. Oh my God! Yeah. No, Stuart Smalley was in the movie. Uh-huh. Exactly, Stuart Smalley saved Stuart the universe, Smalley. or something like that. No, those were years. Somehow, I wasn't watching SNL those years. The Al Franken years. No. I mean, he had a lot of. I mean, that to me, those were the deal. Those are the things I want on a button, <laughs> right? Because he'd say stuff like, "You're only as sick as your secrets," <laughs> right? And then. Uh, it's easier to put slippers on than to carpet than, than to carpet the whole world. <laughs> now that one I actually fucking like, right? That's Just smart. don't the, the whole world shouldn't be carpeted, uh, Miss Daisy there. Just put your own fucking slippers on. Right? <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then only the mediocre are always at their best. <laughs> That's me. That's right? me. I'm at my best all the time because I'm mediocre. I love it. Yeah. I mean, he. Was, I mean, we could just go on with Stuart Smalley. Fear <laughs> is the dark room where negatives get developed. <laughs> right? Oh my God! I mean, I loved Stuart Smalley, and the great thing about Stuart Smalley is that. It was the same time where Phil Hartman was on and he had the deep thoughts with Jack Handy. Um, and so then he also introduced daily affirmations with Stuart Smalley. <laughs> and if you remember, he had one. So, you know, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And the classic was when he had Michael Jordan on and he's like, we, ha- we have some anonymity here. So you are Michael J and you are a basketball player and i'm sure sometimes you don't feel good enough <laughs> if michael jordan is heyday and he's like no nah, I, I i don't really have that problem <laughs> i feel good enough right but yeah that's that's the kind of affirmations i like you know All right so yeah um there is somebody i she's a probably more a gen x but she could be a boom Xer on the other other end of the spectrum, like maybe a, a 70 or 71. 
anyway, she had this gold bracelet that had something written on it. I'm like, oh, that's cute. I haven't seen that before. And then she showed it to me and it said, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like this really pretty, maybe a quarter of an inch gold band with really small writing. So it looks like it could be romantic. And it's like, fuck off. off. (laughs) I love it. Well, that's something I would wear, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Douche. God, that's that's freaking awesome. Yeah. So you love those Etsy jewelry artists that'll put anything you want on a bracelet. Yeah, and you're looking at it like that's pretty oh fuck. Yeah. Then you know, she's funny, man. Oh, her daughter's the one that wrote that postcard to Trump. Oh <laughs> nah. awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah so that's yeah, so. Um, there was a Saturday Night Live, cause, not just because Dave tells me. I jump in every once in a while, see what's going on. There was a thing with A.D. Bryant. And if you don't know who she is, you should. She's fucking hilarious. So she's on the show. And she's having some sort of birthday party. And all her gifts are these goddamn affirmation things. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're the cute and little script. But they always end up as, wine is fine. And you're an alcoholic and you fucking puke when you drink, you know, and they always, they started off as these cute little things, but they kept going and it was just like one after another, after another. And that's all she got was that shit. So it's funny to know that that's a thing and that they're, they all have that. And when I go into new houses, sometimes I see, you know, at six months, people have done the little drawings on their wall that say hope and all that stuff. And, and again, I'm not against those things, but I don't necessarily, I'm thinking shit. I'm going to be hopeful, but I'm not going to write hope on my wall. How about that? Right. Right. I mean, I'll write it on my forehead, but not on the wall. No. Now remember to write it backwards so you can see it when you look at yourself in the mirror. (laughs) Well, that's how I'm going to write it. So that I can read it in the mirror, right? <laughs> oh, I am good. What would that be? <laughs> Doug, <laughs> Doug, ma, me. Doug, ma, me. Just um, saying. Hey. I know, I know we're in overtime, but hang on. Oh, I, th- I, I, got, I got one thing I, I want to I was just going to ask. There. I was just asking. It was going to be, a, it's a Jimmy contribution. So I, it's, it's, it's a quiz, but it's, it's just more like a little quick music game. All right. Right. To honor that Jimmy Reeds wasn't here. Jimmy. So, so we're talking about rock and roll hall of fame. He sent me a little thing and they have, uh, released who is going to be inducted this year. Yeah. Okay. Have you already seen it? N- no. Am I, I going to be inducted? You are going to be indicted, Easy. but not inducted. For some of our contrafactums, I could go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You never know. So the funny thing is I have something circled here, and just like Cindy is always like the freaking psychic, um, there's something that ties back into something she said. But uh, uh, just go. a quick one, two, three, four, five, six, seven quick groups of things. Uh, there's uh, groups of three. One of these groups is currently going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Okay, here we go. The first group is New Order, Iron Maiden, or Foo Fighters. Who is going to be the class of 2021 inductee? I've heard this know. one, so I'm going to abstain. I would say Iron Maiden. No, so... Uh, the answer is Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. And 
The other two, Iron Maiden, New Order, never made it. What? Nope. How can Iron Maiden not be in the frickin' Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Okay. The next group is... Uh, Madonna knocked him out. Madonna <laughs> knocked him out. God damn it. And she is already in the Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. Roll. Madonna's in Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but Iron Maiden is not. Hmm. Right. Okay, so the next group is Craft Craftwork, The Smiths, and Todd Rundgren. Okay, first of all, I don't know the Craftwork, so I'm hoping. How do hoping... you not know Craftwork? I don't know that. It's a it's it's your music. It's computer generated geek computer dudes listen to this shit. Right, so craftwork. Here's the deal. It I came will... out when Dave was listening to Van Halen. Right. It was okay. like this German. German techno stuff back so, in the day. So I hope it's not them. And who are the other two? The Smiths and Todd Rundgren. I, I would have, say the Smiths. I would hope those were already in. But so I'm actually going to pick the first one. Craftwork? Yeah. That was a fucking red herring. Todd Rundgren. So neither wow. you were right. Wow. Todd Rundgren. He doesn't deserve to be in, though. Oh, I love Todd yeah. Rundgren. Well, I know. I know. I'm so teasing. I'm sorry. Fans. I only know one of his songs. I tried to buy, I, I bought his album Utopia back in the day and I could not get into it, but it wasn't as metal as I wanted it to be because back then I was listening to heavy shit. Right. But I like his song about beating the drums all day. Right, yeah, Dave. Sure. I know. I was teasing. I do love Todd Rundgren. Don't get me wrong. You do? Hello, sure. it's me. Yeah. Something, anything. Okay. Right. And the weird thing about this, um, is some of these people, as I was going through and I'm looking at other nominees and people that may have never made it, it's, it's hard to answer because there's people that you're like, okay, it's 2021. Why is Todd Rundgren, who had his heyday in the seventies, just getting in? Right? right. So it's, it's hard to guess. But the next group is Carol King, Nick Drake, and Kate Bush. <laughs> I know. I said Bush, and you Bush. laugh. I, I mean, know. I'm sorry. You Bush. You said Bush. I, I just named me that. Who's Nick Drake? Well, I don't. Nick know Drake is. He had uh, the song uh, "Pink Moon." Uh, he is was, it Drake? Is it Drake? Drake? No, or, Nick oh, Drake. Okay. I don't know. Uh, go, go Google Nick Drake because he was very influential, and he had some really dark and moody songs but he influenced a lot of people later like the smiths etc interesting okay so he was very uh well known in the music industry <laughs> hi who was the first one okay so carol king okay, nick so drake and kate bush well carol king is the only one that i know well kate bush and <laughs> kate bush. i don't know i'm <laughs> it just cracks me up. All right, I'll uh, go for Kate Bush. I'm going for Carol King. Fuck it. Carol King is correct. See, that's what I told you. But how is she just now? But I mean, is she rock and roll? That's the thing that gets weird. No, she's not. But I think rock. I think the the whatever of rock and roll is encompasses all music, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, most, if Madonna's in, most, it's got most. to. All right, here's our next group. Ready? Here we go. We have Devo, Pat Benatar, and Jay-Z. Hmm. Hmm. I think I know this one. I'm going to say, well, see, the problem is I think all three probably deserve to be in there, but I'm just going to go with Devo. 
I think it's Devo as well. No, it is Jay-Z. Therefore, oh Devo God. and Pat Benatar are not in the Hall of Fame. They're not. Pat Benatar no. is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Nope. That's, That's just weird. Um, the next group is, it's going to be a tough one. I'm just saying. Uh, Soundgarden, Rage Against the Machine, oh. and Tina Turner. How's Wait. that for an oddity? Wait. Again, all three probably should be in there. And this is a 2021 inductee. I don't think Rage... Uh... Wait, who's the first one again? Sound Soundgarden. Hmm. They were short-lived, weren't they? Well, uh, okay. Chris Cornell. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Dead. Right. But didn't they even break up and he just did Chris Cornell? Yes. Yes. He did all sorts of stuff. Yeah, but they had like five, at least five albums together. All right. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with old time. I'm going to go with Tina Turner. I believe it's Rage Against the Machine. Ooh, I would like that. So the actors who are not in the Hall of Fame, Rage Against the Machine and Soundgarden, indeed, it was Tina Turner. Hmm. <laughs> but the Tina Turner, the thing that sucks, is she, to me, got fucked because way back in 91, which is, what, 20 years ago, she was in the Hall of Fame with fucking abuser Ike, uh, right? So Ike and Tina got in. Uh-huh. and. So then they were just like, they just went by her whole solo career, which was way longer than that. So I think she kind of got pushed off because of that. But well, you're she's already in twice old... now. What's that? She's technically, she's in twice. Correct. So that's cool. That's all right. But yes, she could have easily gone in back in the fucking early aughts or something, or the nineties, right? Yep. Okay. Two more groups. The Uh-oh. next one is here we go. Dion, War- Dion Warwick. Shaka Khan or the Go Go's? <laughs> I abstain from this vote because you don't like any of them, right? Pretty I much. Will, I, I will choose Shaka Khan. I will because it's to say Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan. That's your answer for both of you. Sure, yeah. why not? Okay, unfortunately, the answer is the Go Go's. The Go Go's. <laughs> really? Uh. I mean. Shaka Khan is the Go Go's. God, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I had a Go Go's album or two, and it was fun summer music. But are they rock and roll Hall of Fame worthy? Well, well, maybe we should start our own fucking rock and roll, the true uh, rock and roll, whatever, (laughs) whatever, the true (laughs) rock and roll, whatever, whatever. Well, we can't call it Hall of Fame. Right, we can't call it. We call it like Rock Like Fuck or something. (laughs) Maybe we call it Rock and Roll Poker. (laughs) (laughs) Look, shut up you and go to the next group. There's one last Okay, and this is the last one, the very last one. We can stop playing this stupid game and Dave can go pee. Jiminy Crickets. Okay, so Judas Priest, speaking of Jiminy Crickets, Judas Priest... New York Dolls, Warren Zevon. How funny. <laughs> Warren how funny, Zevon. How funny is that? How funny is that? Well, Wait, I... Who's the first one? I'll say Judas Priest because no. that would be my choice, my vote. Yeah, I would vote for Judas Priest too. 
Okay, so it was totally trick question because the answer is none of them. And before you had Tom Daly read goddamn Warren Zevon, I had a list of people that have never been in, and I had this big circle and eight stars around. How the fuck is Warren Zevon not in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> and then you played a Warren Zevon song. It was just very weird. But yeah, none of them. Nope, nope, nope. Huh. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, no, I got one last question, though. Uh-oh. What the fuck? Was was there a combining theme? Uh, yeah. Yep, there sure was. It was a little obscure. I don't so think I it was... Break it to you. You want me to tell you? I'm thinking they were... I mean, these are all... I don't... It, it could be obscure, but I'm thinking these songs were all out the same fucking year. Yeah, what year was that? I'm thinking... So I remember where I was when I heard just what I needed. So I could be wrong, but I believe that's 1978. 78. Dave? I 78. <laughs> you 78? I um, agree, it's 78. You're very correct. Nice. Damn. And where exactly were you when you heard just what I needed for the first time? I think I was um, fucking drunk on four... Miller Lights. Hmm. <laughs> that was my first big buzz. Nice. Where? What location was this? Was it like out in the country, driving around in the truck in the back? It was driving around the truck in the back, and then I stayed overnight at some girl's house that I hardly even knew, and I went, I am buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to the cars. And the cars came on. on. I'm like, this music, this music is good. What the fuck yeah. is this? Candy, yo. Yeah. This stuff is good. I'm fucked up. <laughs> yeah. All right. All well, right, Tom people. Daly, thank you so much. Good good show tonight. <laughs> Woohoo! Is it that time? Is it time for Jimmy to sing us out? Yeah. All right. Good night, everybody. Time to go. It's the end of the show. <laughs> so put down your beer. I did. And get the hell out of here. Good night. Good night, everybody. How about that? So, uh, Sherry, say goodnight, everybody. Good night, G. Guest host, Tom Daly. (laughs) Cindy, say Uh, goodnight. Good God, man. Good night. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Dave needs a little more time, so we'll ask Jimmy. (laughs) Hey, Jimmy, you gotta be good night. I'm getting off. I'm getting off. See, he's G, getting you off, did. getting you off. Got the G. So do I have to say goodnight now? Uh, night. Um, geez Louise, I don't know. Goodnight. Grogu, Grogu. <laughs> That's why I hired you. Goodnight, Grogu. <laughs> Baby Grogu. Goodnight, Grogu. Alright. So we had a whole bunch of listeners tonight. Of course, we had Tracy. Hey, we had Spicoli was out there listening. And oh, Ravi God. and Crew Cody 3 and bulk, Bulky Blucky Blucky something. I can't read. My eyes don't work. So good night, everybody. 
We're going to hang up on Podbean right now. We had fun. See ya. See ya, Bean. Good night.